So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Breton Entertainment Podcast, episode 217 for September 29th, 2019. My name is Nathan Breton Spruth and joining me this week we have Andrew, not Andy, Aroa McFain. Hey, what's going on? It's robot time. Everybody sound like a robot now. Are we sounding like robots? I don't think we're sounding like robots. My outbound packet loss rate is 23.3%. That's, uh, that's not good. Do you want to switch servers maybe? Hold on. Let me Let's... let me let me switch servers real quick and see what we can do here. Give me just a moment. Server settings. Uh we're going to switch to US West. And I think that we should be hopefully better. No. Oh, there we go. It's green for me. You sound okay now. Okay, I switched. It was the the server that we were on, I think. Curious. We're on, we on US Central. Huh. And, and so I switched it to US West. Sometimes the the servers that Discord uses are uh Discord, not very good. Discord fell apart uh last night actually did, while oh, I it? was playing while I was playing WoW. Oh, okay. And that was that was a that was a great time. So, speaking of which, uh where can we find you and what games have you played? Well, head on over to aroa.website and you will uh you will find a GitHub page that is acting as a website until I get the the NeoCities uh, page up and going. You're going to make a GeoCities page? I'm going to make a GeoCities page. Yep, that's what I said. That's You should do that. You should um, host your own web server and just have a GeoCities page on it. Well, I'm, I'm just going to do that, but put it on <laughs> NeoCities because... What is, what is NeoCities? It's GeoCities. Oh, okay. That's what I was thinking. It's yeah. They're the company's entire purpose is to is to put back the freedom and creativity that came from the the old Web 1.0 days of of GeoCities. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff on there, including uh, including a, a thing that kind of went viral for a little while. You, know, you just go on there, you look at every site that is on NeoCities, and the number one site is this really fucking cool thing that's related to some anime I've never heard of. Oh, good. Any, oh, good. Anyway. So, um, uh, yes. and, and what games have you played? You played WoW. Well, obviously I played WoW. I have gotten back into Hearthstone. Um, okay. Oh, for was the it WoW being. or WoW Classic? Well, just, it, it, was, it was WoW. It was, it was retail. Okay. And you Hearthstone, that's not yes. a good game? Hearthstone is an all right game. Um, it has changed quite a bit and I've just been playing the solo adventures because I have no hope in trying to play against any other human ever. That's true. Uh, 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 actually, you could play against me and win. I suppose that is, that is true. Yeah. Um, I've also tried out a variety of games on the Apple arcade service that, uh, went live with the release of iOS 13. And it's, uh, you know, bad. It, it exists. <laughs> bad. Yeah, there, there are there are some 
all right games, but I think it bodes poorly. Oh, okay. For where games are going. Uh, I had a, a semi conversation with a couple of indie devs that I follow on Twitter, uh, which I am also followed by Will O'Neill now, and I feel very cool about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, it, they, they share in my sentiment that it's kind of worrisome that it seems like that's probably where games are going to go and mm-hmm. it's going to kill the indie market like hardcore because either and we're we're going to talk about it um i guess in the article that you posted that uh you posted the wrong link did i post the wrong like. link yeah you sure did um, i thought i did uh let's see but the the comparison to to oh, by Apple's... the way just so you know uh yep. before i delete this link uh, the economy is doing great for Wall Street, but American wages haven't gone up. Gone up. So you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> we, I think we all knew that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, go on. Anyway, uh, yeah, Google's alternative to the uh, to the Apple Arcade thing is not good. Um, and we'll talk about that. And we will talk about it, but. Yeah, like there there are some all right games on here. Uh Sonic Racing is oh, on is it, here. Is it's it pretty all right. Transformed yeah. or No, it's uh it's the newest one. Oh, the uh I forget Sonic, what it's called. Team Sonic Racing, I think it is. Team Sonic Oh yeah, Team that's the team one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they couldn't call it Sonic Team Racing cuz then people would think it was a spin-off of Crash Team Racing. That's true. Yes. Obviously. So... Uh and so, there's 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 one called What the Golf, and it's probably the only one that I would say that like most people would be into playing. Yeah, it's a it's a fun little like puzzle game, but it's also skill based. It's it's very unique and and weird. And oh, that's good. I I, I too like uh, Kirby's Dream Course. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody um, knows what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. You Everyone, know, it, but it, people but watch nobody... the Game Grumps. That's true. Oh yes, that's true. I forget they that. They did it on Game Grumps. I don't watch Game Grumps. I'm not. I can't. I can't get into their humor. I don't um, know. the only other thing that I wanted to mention, uh, I do intend to play. I love you, Colonel Sanders, a finger licking good dating simulator. Yes, my friend. Uh, roguish bard because uh, i'll tell you uh after when i'm talking i just beat a game and she was like you should play i love your colonel sanders i'm like no why would i ever want to play that game it looks terrible that is much more in my my wheelhouse as it compared is. to yours it definitely is yes i'll set up my auto host and just i'll, I'll auto host <laughs> you when you're playing that game that'll be like me playing that game um and also, I if I can get it working better, uh, because it's kind of a shit show. Um, I uh, I want to try to figure out some things to do with this thing called Virtual Cast. Oh yeah. Uh, that's basically designed to make you into iChan. Oh okay. And. What's that? Uh, 
you know, the the anime girl. Anime girl. Uh, the anime girl YouTuber. Okay. I don't, that we uh, watched whenever you. Oh you yeah, came yeah, over yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the crazy. Yeah it's, yeah, it's pretty much just a, a an application that's designed to be able to do that. Like you, you wear. It's all done in VR, and it has like a camera system, and it's pretty cool. But I wanna, I wanna try to get it to where it's kind of less janky. And, okay. and see see what I can do with it because it's got a green screen and I think it'd be I think it'd be fun. It'd well, be fun should, to do do something with it. You should do it. You should do it. Anyway, um, well, we're gonna move on to the games I played. Unless you had anything else you wanted to. No, no. Talk let's about. let's get let's get it going. So I played uh, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII, and that game is really easy. It is super easy i had no trouble with any of the final bosses uh i ended up getting a magic spell that just did like nine thousand dollars or nine thousand dollars nine thousand damage every hit and so i just kept using that and uh i beat the game super easily it really helps that no matter where you are you can just open up your menu and go to a shop and buy potions and ethers that's really helpful and uh I really hate Aerith in the game. Like, I don't... I think it might have been the the translation was a little wonky. And so it just made her seem really stupid. So, like, first off, Zack falls, like, ten stories and lives. Of course, it's anime, so it's fine. But he falls, like, ten stories, falls into uh, Aerith's house, basically. And he pops up and immediately, he's not like, I have a broken back. He's like, hey, you want to wanna go on a date? And she's like, what's a date? And he's like, but what? And then he sees that she has flowers in this place that usually doesn't grow flowers. And he's like, you should sell these and make money. And she's like, sell things, make money? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like you are hitting on a mentally damaged woman. Oh, wait, problem. wait, did she? So she just, like, repeats what he says? No, she just didn't know. Like, she, she was just like, wait, you can sell things and make money? Oh, okay. Like, so, yeah, she I was thought, just I thought incredibly maybe... stupid. Because that, that is, like, a Japanese thing where, like, you'd be like, sell things, make money? No. Like, uh, no. that's a thing that, that like, Snake does, and... Mm. That that is just a Japanese thing, but that might have been no, what that's... they were going for. But with the translation, it just made her no. Seem that really just stupid. that just sounds like yeah, they made her mentally handicapped. And I, and I'm not a huge fan of Aerith anyway. She kind of annoyed me in Final Fantasy VII. So when she died, I wasn't. Oh, by the way, spoilers for a 25 year old game. Um, not 25 years old, but you know what I mean. Um, it's getting there. So yeah, it's 23 years old now. So it's it's close. But yeah, when she dies in that game, I'm just like, good. I don't care what. What were you saying? Old. I'm older than you are, my friend. I know. I know. We're getting there. You're even older. (laughs) But but I'm aging more gracefully. So that's all that matters. I look younger than you. Do you? I don't know. I I think we probably look about the same age. Yeah. Um. Uh, but I do, I do like when I shave, I look a little bit younger. Anyway, uh, so Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII uh, wasn't a bad game. Uh, 
but it only took me 19 hours to beat. And I did quite a bit of extra content. So very short game. They do have a new game plus, but I won't. I will not be playing through that. I do want to give big props, and I think I mentioned this last week. Big props to the P- PPSSPP emulator guys. They made that. They can make uh, PSP games look like they're PS2 games. Like if you if you change the the resolution and everything, and use some of the special features they have in it, it makes those games look really really nice. So. Props to them. They did really, really great job on that emulator. Now, uh, I also played, before this podcast, I played some WWE 2K19, and I played VR Dungeon Knight, and I found out that that game does not exist on Mixer, so that's fun. Oh, and, that, that's and, interesting. Yeah, it's just one of those games they haven't put into the database yet. So, <laughs> and... I have to ask you, because I was having some problems on Friday until I rebooted my computer. Have you had problems with VR where it'll just, like, seem super, like, laggy? Like, like the frame rate's just wonky until you reboot your computer? Or is that just me? Am I the only one that happens to? I have had that happen a couple of times, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because, like, I played VR Dungeon Knight, and my computer's definitely strong enough to handle it. And I played it before, and it was fine. And then I played it playing on Friday with Connor, and it was just like, I could still play the game, but it was just really like dropping frames left and right, it felt like. So Hmm. um, I'll probably, I I rebooted my computer, and so probably every time I play VR on stream, I'll just reboot my computer beforehand, and that'll probably fix up any issues that I'm going to have with it. So those are the games I played. VR Dungeon Knight's fun. Uh, have you, uh, you haven't got that game yet, have you? I do not have it. You should get it at some point. It's only, uh, when I bought it, it was only 15 bucks. It might be $20 now. So, because it was on sale, I think, for 25% off. So, you should get it when you get money. Uh, get a job and all that jazz. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And we're going to move on and talk about some stories. The first story we're going to talk about was that competitor... To the Apple, what what's it called on the iOS? Apple Arcade. Apple Arcade. It's the competitor. Google's like, oh, we need to come out with something. So they got the Google Play Pass. And the Google Play Pass is uh, $2.99 a month for your first 12 months. So it's only $20 for the first year. And then it jumps up in price to, well, it's a little over. It's like $24 for the first year. Then it jumps up to $5 a month after that. So it it's has the same a, price. It's the same price. They're the same price as the, the arcade, right? Yep. Okay. What's the, is the arcade the $2 for the first year too? Uh, no, actually it's just, uh, you get three or 30 days free okay. and then, uh, then it's $5 a month after that. Okay. So Google play pass, at least for the first year, it's a little bit cheaper, but so. still, still, um, we have some, like, I'm looking through the games here, and they have some decent games on this. They have uh, yeah. Stardew Valley, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, Evoland, Game Dev Tycoon, Bridge Constructor Portal, uh, this other big one, I assume they want, Monument Valley, I don't know what that is. It's, and of, of, um, it's old. It's old. And they also have, of course, what everyone's talking about. Thomas and friends race on. 
which is a Thomas the Tank Engine racing game. That that might be enough to sell me. <laughs> it might be. It might be. Uh, but but you have an iPhone, so do you have that's a... it. I'm I'm going back. I'm going back so that I can play Thomas and Friends Race on. Yeah. Uh, so they have some some good games that I could see. Like, okay, if you wanted to play Stardew Valley for two dollars a month, I get you. Kotor is a great game. Evil Land's all right. Um, but but you wanted to talk about the the way that basically indie devs are dead that's what you were you were saying well so this this the the, the this style of of paying a flat fee every month and you just get a bunch of games this is greatly destructive to the indie market it really is Be, because you're already and, and i'll get to what makes it even worse in a second but like even on on its very surface i think you you can understand that like it's going to hamper discoverability even more than it already is well, it's yeah. already so difficult to find good games on mobile that haven't that aren't already well known yeah 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 and there's so and, many games there's so many games released on mobile that oh yeah. The market is just flooded with them. It's kind of like to be honest, it's it's kind of like the Atari games. The Atari 2600, part of the reason why the the video game crash happened was because Atari was just letting so many people release games and they didn't have any scrutiny of what was on their store. And that's kind of like what we have with the Play Store and the not well, and, and to a lesser extent the iOS that was what happened on, uh, or that, that was why the Nintendo seal of quality became a thing, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the whole was... reason why Nintendo was like, uh, they were putting their seal of quality on the games because they, they, were, they didn't want to have that whole game crash. It's also why Rob the Robot was made. To... Because... To so, put the quality seal on everything? So the the whole reason why they had the design of the Nintendo um, entertainment system look the way it did in America, and the reason why they put Rob the Robot on there was because they didn't want to sell it as a video game console. They wanted to sell it as an entertainment system. As kind of like a full like entertainment system. So instead of making it the top loader like they had on the Famicom, they made it more like a VCR where you push it in and push down. Because they didn't want you to associate it with the negativity that we had with video games. Oh. And that's part of the reason why they created Rob was because they're like, see, it's not, it's not a video game console. It's just a toy. It's a toy that you should buy. So that was uh that was really weird. Um but but I'm really hoping that this doesn't happen to a lot of indie devs where they have to, you know, die and, because And that's that's only the first part of it. Like the whole discoverability problem and and basically 
making it to where you're going to be required to be in this this group of apps or else you're not going to make any fucking money. Yeah. That's one part. The other part is making money, period. Oh, yeah. On this fucking service. So with Apple Arcade, you get paid up front. You, you yeah. get a lump sum uh, as, as soon as, as the deal is signed with Apple that basically you, you have your game in the Apple Arcade. There are no in-app purchases, all that good stuff. Right. Um, and, and Apple just gives you a bunch of money. Okay, so good. that sounds there's, all there's, good. There's a question with that, with like if there are new iPhones that are a different screen resolution or whatever, does the developer have to support those without getting paid more? Who knows? Um, we Unless we actually got access to the contract, we wouldn't be able to find out. And right. of course, there's going to be non-disclosure agreements with all that shit. So, um, but with Google, uh, it runs similar to how the Amazon app store works, uh, which is basically that you get paid based on how much someone plays your game. Oh, okay. So you're on here trying to compete with AccuWeather, a fucking weather app. Yeah, there's AccuWeather. I saw that, and I was like, what? Why? Why would you put that on there? So you're, try you're trying to compete with that for screen time. Yes. It, like, you're, if you make something like, like one of the games on here is Framed. Framed is a puzzle game, a narrative puzzle game, that once you finish it, there is no reason to ever play it again. Okay. So you compare something like that to say something like Terraria or yeah, Stardew Valley. Yeah. That you, you can play basically forever. You're not ever going to make anywhere near as much money as those or, two other or games. Tunable music practice tools. Realistically, yeah. Like yeah. granted, tunable is shooting for a much smaller market, but mm -hmm. the same thing still applies that somebody could use that day after day after day whereas i finished framed in about an hour oh okay and the fact that you only get paid for however much someone engages with your content that's just not it's not fair and it's not feasible to try to to mark or to build a game for this if you want to do anything other than have some kind of procedurally generated or otherwise endless game. Like, uh, even, even something like, like you've got bridge constructor in here. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Lumino city is another narrative game. I think it's like a point and click adventure game. If I remember right. Yeah. Um, game dev tycoons, another one that could kind of eat up a bunch cool. of your time too. Well, that, that one you can play over and over again. Uh, even yeah. like limbo is on here. That one you're gonna play once and you're never gonna touch it again. What what's dot projects project? That is a that is a minimalist puzzle game. Oh okay. Uh, I, it looks like the GameCube logo to me. Just a yeah, little it bit. Does. So I was like, is it, do they include a GameCube emulator on here? <laughs> that would be incredible. That uh, would be great. They're like, we worked with PPSSPP, and we got <laughs> we got their paid version. I don't know if they have a paid version. 
they do have like a donate version, but I don't think it does anything. It doesn't yeah. actually. It doesn't do anything special. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they, like you have you have games like these that are that are like point and click adventures or otherwise narrative games, competing with the likes of an AccuWeather app, this International Space Station HD Live View Earth Live, <laughs> like and and even like Kotor, uh, sixty seconds is a endlessly playable thing. Uh, I think even this is the police is yeah. something that you'd be able to play multiple times. Like it, it's so what it you're saying yeah what you're saying is that there are games that you you're going to play once as a and they're like, and, and short yeah. and they're short games. Like Kotor, it's you're going to play that once maybe twice, right? To get both of the but you, but you could feasibly play it multiple times if you yeah. wanted to because you sure... could play as a different type of character. Yeah, but most people like myself included i tend to play a game once yeah one time through um, but even then it's not a short game no that's what i was gonna say it's like you know 30 hours long so you you play through kotor as a and you're gonna be spending a lot more time than you would in a game like framed or even uh like the the g game of thrones game they have here that's what i was thinking of so i don't know i I like kind of like the idea because obviously I have PC Game Pass with, and yeah, that's Microsoft. the problem is that it's great for consumers, yeah, but it's absolutely terrible for developers, specifically indie developers. Yeah, they are going sucks. to get fucked in all of this because if you want to make anything other than a game that will last forever, then you don't have an incentive to work with Google's platform. You, know you barely have an incentive to work with Apple's platform, but at least it's there. At least you, know you what, get an upfront payment. You know what they should have done? What I would have done if I was with uh, Google and I was, I was trying to create this? I would have put Spotify in the, in the pass. Like, you get Spotify Premium with it. Uh, that would have... That would be really good. Uh... <laughs> That would just uh, well, yeah. That actually, would be great. what would what would work well? They they would have to use uh, Google Play Music. Oh right, right, yeah. But I think they'd be cutting themselves pretty tight on on, on that profit margin. Yeah, if they were doing yeah, that, because um, you already get YouTube Red with Google Play Music. Now, do they get any money for being in? The, like, I'm a, I'm assuming there's a little bit of a down payment. No, like, I, there's nothing. There's nothing. Wow. You get paid that's what the developers were all complaining about is you get paid for how much someone plays your game. Then why and they would say they... that they use magic algorithms to like try to make it fair, but let's then... be honest, when has Google ever been fair with the fucking algorithms when it comes to engaging content? Just look at YouTube. But Exactly. <laughs> let's let's just like why would they agree to be part of this group then? Because they were offered it and they weren't offered it from Apple, is my oh. assumption. Yeah, that makes sense. So, well, hopefully people start making lots of money off this, because I know for damn well that Framed isn't going to be making a ton of money. So, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, where we're going to spend all of our money. Now, over the years, uh, Reaton Entertainment has made giant mounds of money. Um, I think we made a, a whopping twelve dollars 
since since uh, Rate Entertainment became a thing. But we're going to start a GoFundMe because we want to buy a giant robot. Are you uh, did are you cool with this? Do you want to take all of our money from the GoFundMe and buy a giant robot? I say, um, yeah, that we we crowdfund crowdfund it. Yeah. Um, and then whenever we get it, uh, we'll let you pay uh, more money to watch us uh, smash other cars with it. Yeah, yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll buy cars. We're gonna have to crowdfund to buy the cars, and we're not going. Right. We're we're not buying cheap cars. We're gonna get some Tesla Model S's. Yes. <laughs> we're gonna just destroy them with this robot. That would be the biggest waste of money. We'll I call spent, it an art project. I spent five hundred thousand uh, dollars on Tesla Model S's. I waited two years to get them at my house. And now I'm going to kill them with this robot. Um, but anyway, uh, the Megabots, that was, a, that was a show, wasn't it? Like they had a, on, was it online or did they actually air it on TV? Like where they I, had. I feel I, like I, it was supposed to be like an internet thing. I really so, don't remember though. So these guys made a giant robot and they competed against another giant robot. I remember that. Um. And according to TechSpot here, it says, we've been reporting on Megabots since 2015 when it was revealed that Japan had accepted a challenge to battle its Megabot Mark II. Uh, a couple of years later, the company said it wanted to crowdfund a giant uh, robot fighting tournament, but it only managed $54,000 of its $950,000 goal. Um, apparently, this company, Megabots, is going out of business. Megabots co-founder Matt Overline, Overline, oh, I don't know how to say that name, uh, says the reason for his bankruptcy is because it can't afford the interest payments on a loan it took out about three years ago. So they're selling the assets of the company to pay the bank as much as possible before the final bankruptcy paperwork, which probably what they did was they went to the lawyer and they're like, hey, we want to file for bankruptcy. And the guy's like, you need to sell this giant robot. <laughs> before they'll accept your bankruptcy paperwork. Yeah. Because that's, that's usually what they'll do, is they'll be like, well, you have these assets, you have to try to get rid of these assets. Otherwise, they're not going to accept your bankruptcy. Unless somehow you're a multi-millionaire and you can just file for bankruptcy six times and they become president of the United States. Um, so... Eagle Prime's eBay listing states that about $2.5 million went into the robot's construction. It's powered by a 430-horsepower LSV or LS3 V8 engine commonly found in the Chevrolet Corvette and comes with a small shipping container of spare parts that, and some swappable weapon attachments. So that's nice. You get, you get a swappable weapon attachments. Um... It will require a forklift to attach to the robot. Buyers also get perpetual license to Eagle Prime's CAD files and source code. So that's, that's you could 3D print your own giant robot one piece at a time. Interested buyers should know, huh? Yeah, that, I think that's a pretty, it's a pretty fair deal. 
It is. I mean, yeah, it's it's a fair deal. It says interested buyer interested buyers should note that Eagle Prime will usually spring a hydraulic leak every four hours of driving, and needs the plastic pads uh, it runs on replacing, which will probably cost an extra seven thousand dollars. Shipping a giant robot isn't going to come cheap. Sending it to the west coast of the United States will cost up to four thousand dollars, while sending it to the east is seventeen thousand dollars. And it is even more expensive to send abroad at around $50,000. He said that despite his bankruptcy, uh, he was very happy the project happened. Because you got to make a giant robot. Of course you'd be happy with that. Yeah, I mean, fuck it, whatever. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Now, at the time of the TechSpot article, it was at $50,500. Now, the bid is... $150,000 to buy this giant robot off of eBay. So I'd I'd really like it if like someone like Elon Musk or, or some, some rich fucking asshole got a hold of it and then just like started driving it around. If I won like, like, you know, they had the, the, like the $300 million Powerballs and stuff. Like yeah. if I won something like that, I would totally buy this. I would I would spend five hundred thousand dollars on this easily. I would buy it, but I wouldn't give it I wouldn't send it to myself. I would send it to somebody else and not tell them. <laughs> so I'd be like, Do you want to sign for this, Connor? And he's like, Yeah, what? Sure. And there's just this giant robot he has to find a place for. Uh, isn't that that's just the plot of Megas XLR, right? <laughs> well, I don't know what that is. Oh my god, it's such a good show. I would also like, do I would do ridiculously stupid things with my money because what what else would I do? Obviously, I would give to charity, but like I would buy giant robots and Teslas because so, I would have so much money. The thing is, like, you could buy this. And then you could just, like, start buying, like, junker cars and shit and <laughs> make all that money back selling shows. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Or just putting them on YouTube. Like, what does yeah. this robot do to this junker car? Yeah. Look, like, s- like, smart Yeah, car. you could just, it could just be, like, hydraulic press channel, but with a giant robot. <laughs> it would be, like, smart car versus giant robot. Who will win? <laughs> yeah. That would be, ah, man, if we had money. Ah, I wish I had money. So, uh, Giant Robot, if you have $160,000, you can go make a bid on eBay. Uh, And uh, we're not actually going to start a GoFundMe for that because we're... Someone else probably already has. I would would be surprised if they didn't, yeah. So, let's move on. We're going to talk about the NVIDIA RTX Broadcast Engine. Which uh, apparently it only works on Twitch streams. I would imagine it would work on other streams too. It work. It works in OBS. Yeah. So it it'll work on anything. So um, it's an AI powered green screen, augmented reality, and style fil- filters. I'm. Here's the problem. I don't like um, software based green screen software. I don't like it. And I know that this is going to be running on RTX hardware, so it might be better. But it's every going to be 
It's going to be using AI. Yeah, and that's, I mean, XSplit has their own. There's XSplit VCAM, and they do the same thing, and it kind of sucks. It always kind of sucks because the AI isn't smart enough to figure out where you're at all the time. So even though it might be okay sometimes, you're still going to have like just little things where part of your face comes off for half a second. Yeah, I, it, I don't like that. Anything like this is going to be really difficult for a computer to do consistently. Yeah. Uh, without depth information, yeah. which is why most solutions like this require a dual, dual lens camera. Which they do have. I think uh, Microsoft has a camera. Microsoft's Hello, uh, yeah. uh solution utilizes depth information. Um, the uh, Logitech sells a few of those. Yeah. Uh, even Razer sells what is probably a rebranded Logitech camera probably. that does the same thing. Um, so, but yeah, without depth information, anything like this is going to be janky. Yeah. But that said, the reason that this is probably going to work better than most other software solutions is because it does require RTX hardware because it utilizes the tensor cores on the hardware to do all the all the AI processing locally. Which I think is pretty cool. I think that's yeah. that's pretty neat. Um and, and as it says, it's, it says here in the article from um, NVIDIA, just NVIDIA.com, powered by a dedicated AI processors called Tensor Cores on the RTX GPUs. The new SDKs enable virtual green screen style filters uh, and augmented reality effects, the kind of techniques used by major broadcast networks, uh, all using AI without the need for special equipment, except for a $600 graphics card. No right. special equipment, except for you need <laughs> a super expensive graphics card. Actually, uh, it just requires tensor cores, so it could probably run on like the the twenty sixty. It, yeah, it'll run on anything that has RTX in right. the name, because um, it has to have the the tensor cores to work properly. Right. So they have the RTX green screen, and it says to deliver real time removal of a webcam feed. Uh, so. If you don't know what a green screen is, I'm sure you do, but it's you green you put green behind you and then you can key it key that out and put whatever you want behind it. Basically, they use it in uh any weather channel you've seen. They're just talking into a green screen. And so that's how they get that behind them. Um so it says only your face and body show up on the live stream. The RTX green screen AI model understands which parts of our an image is human and which is background, so gamers get the benefits of a green screen without needing to buy one. Uh, but you have to buy a graphics. Okay, whatever. Well, you know, most people, most people who give a shit about this probably have higher end graphics cards anyway. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I care, but I'm not. I don't have an RTX yet because right. the 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 amount of performance increase that I would be seeing at 1080p is not enough for me to switch. I'll probably be waiting one more generation before I even think about upgrading. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's RTX AR, which can detect faces, track facial features such as eyes and mouth, and even model the surface of a face. Enable real-time augmented reality effects using standard web camera. Developers can use the, this to create fun, engaging AR effects, such as overlaying 3D content on a face or allowing a person to control 3D characters for their, fa for their face. <coughs> face rig! Yeah, I was going to say it's face rig. That's all it is. It's face rig, but it uses RTX. 
And then style filters, which use an AI technique called transfer to transform the look of feel of a webcam feed based on the style of another image. Uh, with the press of a hotkey, you can style your video feed with your favorite painting or game art. I don't even entirely understand what that means, but it uh, sounds really stupid and useless. So, so what I'm thinking is, um, you know that aha video, Take On Me. Yeah. I think that what they'll do is they'll be able to put your body or your, your body and face into kind of like, um, like you could say, okay, I want the aha take on me. Oh, you know thing. what? Yeah. And you're, you're exactly right. That's yeah. exactly what it does. Yeah. It just, it, they're, they're fucking Instagram and Snapchat filters, mm-hmm. but it's it, all, all this thing is doing is just figuring out depth information based on, uh, an ML model that knows what humans look like whenever they're sitting in front of a webcam. So if, cause like if you, if you watch the video, uh, they show off that particular thing and yeah. that's really all, all it does is it just kind of figures out where your face is and creates a 3d model of your body based on where particular points on your head are. Yeah. And it just kind of rolls with that. It but... It's more effective than face rig. Yeah. But at the same time, this is if you don't already have an RTX card, this is not going to be all that exciting. And plus, no, and, and people who use face rig are really cringy. Please don't. Also, well, and here's the thing, though, right? Like, no actual streamer, anybody who is actually wanting to go in and like stream five days a week at Reeton, uh or Mixer.com forward slash Reeton, because I forgot to whore myself earlier. Reeton.com forward slash Mixer. Reetonentertainment.com. You can find all my stuff there. Um, Nobody who is actually serious about streaming is interested in these style filters, right? No. That's the most throwaway stupid, like... That and the That's AR. That's the kind of shit that, like, you you got your first laptop, and it came with with webcam effects software, and then you you decided to recreate the the fucking potion seller video with it. Yeah, and and so nobody cares. the The only thing that anybody's going to care about, and only if it works well, is the green screen, because that's actually that's actually pretty cool. Um, yeah. If there, if I, I've always thought that that software green screens are a great idea, if they work well, but they they don't work well yet. So if that green screen capture works well and it's able to remove it while not messing up your body at all, that's fine. However, the AR thing where it can like turn you into an animal, that's a very small amount of streamers are going to do that. The style filters, a very small amount of streamers are going to do that. And I can guarantee you none of the major streamers are going to do that. They're going to they're gonna mess with it like twice and they're going to do it as a joke. Yeah. And then they're never going to touch it again. The only thing I can think, there's only one thing I can think of using this for with the style filters. And that is mixer uh, interactivity. And so what I'm what I think is that let's say I had this it worked with XSplit cuz I don't use OBS. 
Um, I would I would put a like I would put buttons on my page that people could then pay Sparks to change the filter on the webcam. That's the only thing I would I would do that for. Are you still there? Yeah. Okay. I uh, I don't have an argue against or argument against that. Yeah. I that... just anybody who would actually pay for that, I'd uh, I pity them. Well, it's it would be another thing to add in that people like having those buttons to be able to press on, right? So uh, yeah. that would be one thing to to give them that they would be able to like, oh, this is fun. It's it's neat. It's interactive, and. I you pathetic little monkey. Yes. So, uh, RTX <laughs> is weird. Uh, or this RTX green, three, green screen thing is weird. Uh, I demand Aroa buy an RTX card and try this out. Yeah, I'll get right on it. Okay, cool. Thanks. With all that money you get. Um, yeah. my My $300 unemployment checks. You know what? That's not that bad, to be honest. Which is, which is sad, isn't it? Yeah, like, uh, while I was on unemployment, also, first off, it's a good thing that you qualify for unemployment, but, um, so it's nice that you're not starving and asking me for money. So, um, when I was on unemployment, I think I got, uh, I got like $300 a week or it ended up being like $1,200 a month. So yeah, like $300 a week, um, in unemployment. And that was just enough to pay my bills. Like... All of my bills were were paid off basically every month, and I had no money left over to do anything. But I was able to pay bills, so that was nice. And I hope you're able to pay bills as well. Um, moving on, we're going to talk about AMD Zen 3 architecture, which I, I know is everyone just loves talking about AMD Zen 3 architecture everywhere they just love that conversation but it's actually pretty interesting um they have what's called smt what does that stand stand for do you know smt fuck i don't know does it say it in the article anywhere um anyway Uh, shin megami tensei (laughs) yes shin Shin megami tensei four architecture um well, so there's hyper-threading on Intel side, and there's SMT, which is basically the same thing. Simultaneous multi-threading. There we go. So there, it's hyper-threading and multi- simultaneous multi-threading. Same thing. What it does is it allows one core uh, processor to work as two. Um, this started, I was it Pentium 4s did this, right? Like the lay uh, Pentium 4s? Yeah, yeah, I think... I think the the Pentium Four and the the Vive thing and all that, yeah, and was like where they started doing hyper threading. And ever since then, it's been pretty much in every processor, unless you're buying like a lower end processor that's just like you get four cores and that's it. So it'll be like the high end processors for a long time would have four core, eight thread. Uh, then the eighty seven hundred K came out; it had six cores, twelve thread. Uh, so it just basically says, okay, you have however many cores you have, you can then double that with virtualization type of thing. However, um, some servers have allowed you to use more threads than you have cores. So uh, instead of just doubling it, you're able to 
quadruple the, the amount of cores that you have. And that is really interesting. So Ryzen 3, there's a rumor that with the Zen 3 ar architecture, they're going to be able to get four threads per core. So instead of having four core eight thread, you could have four core 16 thread, which would be amazing. I, I hope I'm doing my math right. I'm pretty sure I, mean, I am. Yeah, that, okay. yeah, four times four is 16. Okay. So, unfortunately, this, is, this wouldn't make much of a dent in gaming because gaming is usually, uh, it, it's like eight cores is what you get, basically. And then anything over eight cores, you're kind of not, not going to see a big performance increase in gaming. With, with video games, it really comes down to whatever technology is available in the console market. Yeah. And so if consoles don't have 32 threads to work with, then no one is really going to care. Multi-threading has become more of a big thing, uh, especially with this last generation. But until we see a console that's like marketing itself as, as going, we've got SMT4 on our our custom amd processor then that's the best you're going to get is i want to see them come out single core performance i, I want to see them come out with a one core four thread processor i just want to see them do it it'll be isn't the that... worst processor ever well no i guess it's, i was gonna say isn't that basically like what the what modern pentiums are but i think even they're uh physical dual core yeah dual core four thread or something like that but this is really interesting, and it, and it would be nice. Um, I think that the PS5 and the Xbox DOS uh, will be... I think that those are going to have probably 8-core, 16-thread, I'm thinking. I, I'm thinking they're going to go that route because they're both going with AMD. They're the, they're the same machine, by the way. They're the same thing. According to all the rumors that have come out, the X, the second Xbox or the, whatever you want to call it, the new Xbox that's coming out and the new PlayStation Five are going to be the same console. So, um, I would imagine they're going to have sixteen or thirty-two gigs of RAM, probably sixteen. Uh, they will have uh, eight-core, sixteen-thread processors from AMD, and they're going to use Navi process or Navi GPUs. There might be some variations to that, but that's probably what they're going to have in them. Oh, oh, and they're both having yeah. SSDs. Finally. Yeah. Finally. So um, at that point, maybe we're, we'll get like the actually 16 thread support in games. But another part of it, I was watching a video and, and a programmer was like, well, part of the problem is that there are some processes that can only be done with one thread. Like you can uh, yeah, only do uh, it with a single parallelization yeah. uh, is not necessarily you're not necessarily going to get much benefit from right. from doing particular tasks via multiple threads. Sometimes yeah. it's just it, you're getting diminishing returns in terms of like having to engineer that entire thing. Mm -hmm. Not not to mention just sometimes math is just it, there, there's no reason to do it over over well, six threads or whatever. Yeah, so, sometimes there's a single process that just has to run on one thread. 
or one core. And so the length of time that you're going to spend on this particular task is always going to be uh, a specific set of time. And like, say you have eight processes and seven of those processes can be done with multi-threading. You're still going to have to wait for that one process that's a single process to finish. So there, there's kind of, as you said, parallelization, parallelization doesn't quite work all the time. It's, uh, it's a question that comes up whenever people first discover that, like, uh, that programming on graphics cards is a thing that people will run like general applications that utilize graphics cards to go faster. And they're like, well, why don't we just do everything on the graphics card? And it's because that, that, that entire mentality of running things on multiple threads at the same time requires a completely different style of programming and requires a lot more work than just having a thing run on a thread on a, on a processor. Yeah. Like having to break tasks up into multiple other smaller tasks that all have to then combine their results back together is way harder depending on the situation. And like I said, you're you're not necessarily going to get benefit from it. Now what this would be good for is tasks like video rendering or it would be really good for uh like Blender. Um just like those specialized applications for rendering 3d objects i think that or uh or server hardware yeah server hardware too um virtualization as well virtualization will be able to take advantage of this hardcore yeah so like if you built a server to like a like uh, i forget what they're called like where you where you log in and they basically give you like your own desktop and everything but you're all running on the server i forget what that's called Uh, um like Virtualization. Um, <laughs> I don't I mean, know. I, I, I know what the client side of that, like, like you're talking about having like a thin client set up. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be uh, another way, another thing that would be really good for this. If you, for like a home user to be able to afford, um, to be able to, to set up a virtualization thing. So, um, like you could have your friends over and they could all log into their own computer like Linus has set up with his like seven seven gamers one computer thing. Yeah. And that would be really cool. So this is really neat, uh, and it shows that AMD is trying way harder to progress um than than Intel is. And of course this is a rumor, by the way. So it's a rumor, but it's one of those rumors that um I feel is probably a thing that's going to happen because they they've had a pretty bad track record on not leaking information from AMD. So anyway, that's our show today. Thank you for being here, Ro. Yeah, it's no problem. Hey, we we didn't even go that far over. No, any um before we go, have you had any uh job prospects? No. No. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I thought you had an interview. I did. <laughs> and how did that interview go? It didn't go good. I thought it went okay. They didn't like me. Oh, so when I first became unemployed last year, 
uh, when Sony was like, no, you're not good enough for us. And I was like, okay, I, get, I understand. Uh, when, I, when I first became unemployed, I went to a place, and uh, I, I honestly wanted to be unemployed for like a month because I had worked straight for a year. Actually, I've worked straight for a couple years without really any vacation. So I was like, I, I kind of want like a couple weeks or a month off before I go back to working. And I went into this interview, and I sat down with the, the system admin and the HR lady. And I'm, I'm talking to them, and I leave the interview, and I think to myself, fuck, I just aced that interview. They are totally going to call me. And then they did a hiring freeze. And I didn't know about this, but apparently they did a hiring freeze and then they ended up calling me like two months later and were like, we want to offer you the job. But one of the plants ended up shutting down. So they're, they're like, we can't hire this new IT person until the hiring freeze is over. So I did get my two months off. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's our show for today. Uh, remember to follow us everywhere. We're on Google Play. We're on uh, iTunes and, and pretty much any podcast app you can find us at Reet and Podcast. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, by the way, the um, before I go, I wanted to tell you that the twentieth is going to be in a Roacast. Oh goody! Because I'm going to be in Portland. So, oh yeah. So Aroa is going to be doing the Aroacast while I am at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. If you happen to go to the Portland Retro Gaming Expo uh, and you know what I look like, come and say hi. Because I would be honestly surprised if you did that. <laughs> I will be back next week. Thank you for being here, Roa. No problem. Bye. Bye.